I see. Usually, like the thing starts with like a clip of something we were saying beforehand in the volume check. That was funny. But all I have is the part where you said you like Suicide Boys. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> anyone who's listening i'm really sorry for how long the last episode was hey it was fine okay uh for people who weren't in the room which is obviously everybody uh justin and ward continued talking for another hour after the hour-long segment that we already had so anyhow conversation it was it it was um so now we have evie from dutch martins hello um and of course my trusty sidekick ward <laughs> and i'm tyler and i'm in a band called guilt and yes. uh amongst other things so um dutch martins plays saint augustine all the time yeah that's but our, you're that's not our from local. here no that's our local spot because we don't have one in palm coast right that so. is it, that is the entire crux of this conversation that i want to have <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. like i can't ima- like it just sounds like a sci-fi novel, like the band from the town with no venue. Yeah, it sucks. There's one venue, but you have to be over 21, and you have to sit down and get dinner, and you can't scream and stuff like that. It's okay, very particular. Okay, so this is like a like, a, like a, adult person yeah, rock bar Yeah, it's like a cover, cover band area. Yeah, that's, yeah mm-hmm. we're not doing that. I mean, no. that, there's tons of those in St. Augustine. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there's also a ton of actual DIY right. places in St. Augustine. Yeah, so like... Um, I guess like my introduction to the whole Palm Coast click was uh, probably through the Ned, which is probably like most people's introduction. Yeah. To that. And like, uh, it reminds me of St. Augustine where there's like five bands. They're all friends with each other. Y'all like, you know, hang out, support each other, which is really cool. And like St. Augustine also has that, but you have the additional element of you have to travel. Yeah. So like how, yeah. how does that factor in? How did everybody get to be coming to St. Augustine? Like you could have, I don't know, gone to Daytona. Like why St. Augustine? Well, I mean, we started off by going to Shanghai Nobbies mm-hmm. and going there frequently just because we heard, you know, it's pretty easy to get into there. If you're starting off, you know, a band and you need a place to play and stuff like that, just head over to Shanghai Nobbies, just hit them up at any point. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's how we started going there. And then we realized it was really cool. And then we went to Planet Sorbez, which is almost right across the street right. from that. And then we fell in love with that place and then just kept going back there and back there. But those are honestly like the only two places we play in St. Augustine. I mean, that's the only two places in St. Augustine. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, you're, yeah. If you, no, like Nobody that I know plays Cafe 11, even though I know Cafe 11 is a viable option. Right. Yeah. But they don't do locals often. Usually if you are a local, it's because a touring act said hey we want to get local on yeah. like a cafe 11 touring act is a different animal than like mm-hmm. a nobbies or sarbes touring that, that's like right. a national act with a certain amount of clout and mm-hmm. you have to be like a local with a certain amount of clout right and i feel like they'd also don't cater to that much of a like heavy alternative crowd not anymore like, yeah like dutch martins mm-hmm. uh i've every time you've been in st augustine i've been on tour uh but yeah. i got i got to see you at rugstock and like your band has everything like what do you mean at some points you go really harsh so i could see how like just because of that small element yeah. in like a couple of songs certain yeah. venues are like out of the picture for you yeah and, like just even like parts where i would have to like start screaming like certain songs i'm like i can't even i can't sing this if we can't mm-hmm. if i can't scream this at this point so like we have to cut out a lot and we don't like cutting out a lot so we just cut out the venues that we choose to go to right. yeah no that makes sense i mean and that's that's like a lot of the bands from 
the Palm Coast scene, it seems like everybody's kind of in this really ambiguous, like, I guess it was just like indie, like, but it's like rock. There's psychedelic. There's a lot of psych rock, yeah. but it's like, I, psych rock to me has certain connotations of like slow, like Pink Floyd, like yeah, my like dad gets really excited about kind, this. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. or there's somebody doing a guitar solo for like nine yeah. years and I get really <laughs> bored. <laughs> so, yes, but like, y'all don't do like you, you have a lot of energy and there's a lot of dynamics to the songs. Like how, how does that work for you with like billing and stuff? Cause I mean, staying in St. Augustine, obviously we have a very open like mind about a lot of stuff, but I'm sure going to other places, I don't know how much touring you've done. Um, we've, we've done quite a bit of touring. I've been touring with the Ned just as a groupie for mm-hmm. about like three three years it's just like the previous the such an old band they're so good they're so good though they've progressed so much over yeah they have. yeah <laughs> but they they're the ones who started rugrat which is mm-hmm. that alternative dynamic changing type of genre which is honestly like anything you want to make it you don't have to stick to a particular genre and i guess it's just a matter of finding those bands that don't s- stick to a particular genre or do but always have like it's like every single song is different. Like you mm-hmm. can definitely tell right. the difference in the songs instead of just watching a band for thirty five minutes and then you felt like it was just one long song that continued yeah. on. But there are a lot of bands out there like that. It's just a matter of also going onto like Spotify and all the live streaming type yeah, yeah, because yeah. then you're able to find the music that you also enjoy and then you can just hit them up because usually it's they're they're small bands so they're ready to play right. any shows. Well, that's like uh. You were talking about having some like big plans. I assume you meant for the band, for the band, and even Waited further than that. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I, I mean, right like, into well, because <laughs> like, like, like you said that they were small bands typically who do mm-hmm. that. So like, yeah. I was, I, I want to tackle like how you think that's going to affect your band moving forward. Because my band got a lot of cri- criticism early on for just being all over the board, and everyone's like. Every song, I don't know what's happening. Every time I go to start moshing, it gets sad. And every time I go to be shoegazy, you're yelling. And Mm -hmm. every song is different and record labels aren't going to want to pick you up. And it's going to be hard to do booking because who do we book with? Shoegaze, electronic, like noise, hardcore, beat down. Like we we have a little bit of everything, which means we don't really fit completely with anybody. Like it was a negative for us. And you're just like swinging this as a positive. Yeah, I, th- I think it is a positive just because there are so many other bands just like what we're doing that aren't getting recognition that are actually having severe difficulty getting out into places. So whenever we yeah. kind of swoop in and just help them out, not only do they probably already have their own kind of draws that have nowhere to go see them that they'll come out and assist you as that, That's but you're point. also able to find like the really, really high draw bands in that area and then just having already a set lineup and this is who we want, it's almost a matter of luck or just finding yeah. the right person at the right time who's just kind enough to just be like yeah yeah we want to play it's also definitely, a matter of definitely run into that. of like dividing that business and that fun aspect and always taking that fun aspect first and always keeping in check regardless what any person says or anything like that it's just really really important to just say well screw you i'm having fun doing this so i'm going to keep doing it regardless what you say it's going to be a pain in the ass to find it but i'll find it i'll figure it out later yeah, I think that's like that's part of the caveat with that. Like I've always uh had like low grade like animosity towards people who are like we don't do it for the money, we do it for fun or like what matters most is that you're having fun. And I think that it's because they don't include the caveat of 
we're going to do the work of finding people who want that energy and yeah. who like vibe with that and making sure that this is the best like bill with bands that do have draw and stuff. Like yeah. we want to have fun on stage and we're going to be doing our thing regardless, but you have to put a lot of work in to make yeah, sure that that's a viable yeah. thing in yeah. like areas where pretty much all people want is bar bands doing covers, you know, yeah. right? Yeah. Like go on word. Sorry. We've talked about that before. Just this idea of like, people they want to just have fun and legitimately they want to have fun but after two or three times of playing shows to where like no one's really there mm -hmm. then they still start complaining it's like well yeah. where the yeah. hell is everyone yeah, how come we can't everyone... ever get a crowd yeah. it's like well you didn't you didn't do any work yeah. to get someone here yeah you, you so. didn't sell the people who were there mm -hmm. and you didn't do the work of bringing your own people mm -hmm. so i don't understand like yeah i think that's why it's really important to have a management system or at least have one person who's always designated in promotion and making and like staying focused on that. Like right now, Dutch Martins is actually working with a team of people mm -hmm. and we're gathering in more people so that we can progress further. But we're not focused on that too, too much because I, I can reach out to someone, have my ideas set and know exactly, okay, we need to be in this town. We need to make this much money by this point and everything like that. But other than that, okay can you take care of this part and I'll take care of this part? And then just working together makes it a lot easier. And then you not really focused on it as much. That's it. Like, if you're doing it alone. I mm -hmm. definitely feel like just you saying like having management is important. Like, like you're, there's a bunch of people like in the DIY room, just like, <gasps> they just said you need management, but like you, you, Rugrat Everyone and your does, band yeah. in general, like mm -hmm. y'all work together so cohesively. Like, you were the person at Rugstock that I was pretty much watching the whole time because you were assisting with everything. Yeah. And like I'm the manager. Did, <laughs> well, but you you seemed like you wanted to be doing it and it was very like seamless and you Yeah, this I, is all I want to do for a career. Yeah, like a lot of times like stuff gets put on me where it's like run door at your own show and it's like I'll do it. And I won't gripe about it, but like sometimes I really wish I could see the bands that I love. Yeah, booked. not but have like, to sit outside the whole time. But like, yeah. you know, like I I don't have like a really gripey face about it. And like that was you. You were supportive of every band. You were like there for every band. Even if you weren't like physically there, you were yelling across the entire <laughs> field like in support because yeah. you were ambiently paying attention yeah. to everything. And I think a lot of artists, they're very like zony as people. And it's like if they're not playing, yeah, they're, they're like playing. staring at twigs on the ground. Yeah, or and... focusing on what they just played instead of what's going on mm -hmm. right now. Right. And you have that ability yeah. to be sort of like cognizant of many things at once, which is like yeah. the definition of management material. Yeah. One thing at a time, but take care of it all at once. You know? Yeah. And so like when you're talking about divvying up labor, it's cool because I know you're not just going to be plopping this into somebody's lap. You're looking at what the tasks to complete are and then finding people whose strengths can be put yeah, to that exactly. and then you can put your energy yeah. into other stuff which includes just looking for more tasks yeah it's mm -hmm. also really important to not just seek out a manager but have someone who is genuinely interested in your stuff and comes to you and says i i want to take care of this for you because those are the people that are going to and i didn't phrase it right i didn't mean fun earlier i meant passionate mm -hmm. right. like that was the no, word no, that I, I, that's you, you know what i mean I, so I, I like having someone it's just the colloquial phrase. Yeah, yeah yeah we got you yeah, yeah. someone who is just mm -hmm. as passionate uh, about you as you are about your music so that they can assist you so greatly because at that point then you already know what their strengths are because they'll build their strengths up to whatever you really need at that point point. Mm -hmm. and that doesn't include you know giving them a whole list of stuff and 
taking care of this is just more like, okay, we need to sit down. Let's have a meeting. Let's figure this out. Okay, right. let's split this. All right, let's go. Right. Like, moving um, on from there. Like to that point, I think I feel that because especially like, and this is a thing with like like bandmates to me because in my band we all do our own booking, but we divvy the task up, and it's mm-hmm. like everybody gets whatever five towns and. You know, we'll assist each other, but everybody has designated roles. And I think finding people to work with for me who aren't just doing their five towns, but then are saying, hey, you know, I had this idea. It'd be really cool if we had whatever such yeah, and such. Just and like somebody who, who's interested, like you said. Yeah. But I also think the people who have come to us who are interested in working with us sometimes are a little bit like lower tier. And so like to to, to them, working with us would be a big step up. Yeah. Because if we're successful, that's a that's a big name in their mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Whereas sometimes the people that I need to be working with who can get things that I absolutely could not get by myself mm. do not care about me whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like I, I have a game of convincing people. And I never really know where I fall on that because there's there's sometimes where you have to work with people who just could not care less and you have to find a reason to make them care. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what you like. Your that's making your connects is. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just networking, you know, finding and figuring that out and and you're gonna get a lot of people that maybe just like nah i don't care no and yeah. there's always the gonna be you someone just keep, yeah. yeah you just gotta keep pushing have you ever uh for ward uh booked a show that had like um i don't want to say sponsors but like money invested because i feel like that would be the promoter equivalent like we're talking mm-hmm. about like band stuff mm-hmm. but like the promoter equivalent is like finding big money and making big money care about a small show and you know proving that a band is worth their like time or like merchandise right yeah um i haven't done much of it yet i mean that's that step that you're always going to i've worked you know on that with other people that have yeah um like as an assistant or what whatnot and i mean it's it definitely makes the people that are doing that are going to do a lot less of the passionate side. Right, because th- those yeah. are money people and right. you need to show them numbers. Yeah. But, but a lot of them will get into it for the passion. And right. then what happens is they it's like, well, I got to do enough of these to make the money that then I can take the risk on the what I'm passionate about. Right. Well, that makes deal. sense too, yeah. yeah. We played, a um, when Gilt was in South By, we played a house show mm-hmm. that had a beer sponsor. Nice. Which was like a local beer company mm-hmm. that was like, I mean, we showed up and there was boxes and boxes of like koozies and coasters right. and there was obviously beer. And like, I was like, how did y'all do this? This is literally a house. And they're yeah. like, if you reach out and you say like, you know, we are confident that the show is going to have this much attendance. It will be worth your investment to advertise with us. Right. And I was like, that's really cool because that was people who were absolutely just, it's a passion project. Like the house didn't take any money. You know, they mm-hmm. paid yeah. bands. It was one of the few South by things that guaranteed us some money. And they were also able to turn that into a business thing that also helped the show. Because when you tell people there's going to be free booze at a show, They'll go to it. Yeah. You know, you tell somebody there's going to be art somewhere. They're like, maybe. And then you're like, alcohol. And they're like, absolutely. Yeah. Click going. That's true. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, like what we were saying, you got to keep, you just got to keep asking. Some people are going to say no, but you, and that's the hard part is, I mean, I've, you've probably experienced it, but like just trying to get booked, you're going to throw it out there to so many places or so many contacts. Some of them may respond. 
one or two of them will say yes. Right. You yeah. Know? Same thing with anything in this type of when you're working your way up. Right. Yeah, no one will notice you until you make them notice you. Mm-hmm. So I guess right. everyone doesn't care until you get <laughs> well, a reason to care. Doing what you're doing and creating your own scene and creating your own like collective of artists who like even if Dutch Martins doesn't get to go onto a show, but like Flora Lacrame gets to get on it, like those connections are going to be transferred with y'all without any sort of like I don't I don't want to say animosity, but like competitiveness, I guess. Oh, yeah. That like yeah. you would experience in like the Orlando or Jacksonville scenes where it's like my f- friends there, I love them, but everybody's really about business. And a lot of times you won't hear from anybody until, you know, a year's gone by and it's like, Hey buddy, it's been so long. Anyhow, who was your contact in Oregon? Like, you know, how oh, did you yeah. and it's just right. like, okay, and I'm one of those people who will just throw it out because I, I don't care. But also yeah. There's the amount of labor that goes into laying that groundwork where if if you have to find your contact, nobody's handing it to you, you're saving somebody a lot of time by doing that. Yeah. Um, how how do you feel about Dutch Martins in terms of since there is no scene, you've been building this scene with your like group of bands you're working with. Is there any part where you're like, I've sunk so much time into this, whereas if I had been a band from another town, like a lot of times guilt's like, let's just move to Nashville. Like, mm-hmm. why try to build something here when we could just go to a place with like a like a pre-built scene? Like, does that ex- exist at all for you where you're like, oh, oh we yeah. should just go somewhere else? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because we, we are packing up. And oh, we're, is, that, we're... is that the big news? Um, uh, Somewhat. I might, okay, I might as well just spill it now just a little it's okay, bit. Because it's, it's not a secret. It takes so long to edit these. No, no, it's all right. It's not even... <laughs> Um, but in February of 2020, Dutch Martins is actually packing up and quitting all of our jobs and leaving, and then we're going for a year to okay. tour around just U.S. A, a consecutive. Just yeah, that not, is not like coming my back, dream. just going. Yeah, I spent way too long standing behind my cash register at work, thinking of ways that I could like quit my job and then just yeah do my music already and make it mm-hmm. a career. And then I came to the conclusion, I can't do that right now. And I have no capability of doing that unless I absolutely risk it all and risk it for the biscuit and just have fun because why not have fun, make money while we're going yeah. out and then just focus on specific venues and stuff like that. We have actually bigger goals than that. When we come back, we're going to bigger open. than one consecutive year. Of touring. Yeah. We have plans <laughs> right after that too. We're going to be opening up, um, our own venue and mm-hmm. our own location for a label that we're starting. In Palm Coast? Uh, no, not in Palm Coast. Uh, probably coming to St. Augustine because uh-huh. it's building here and we want to continue building it because there is a really good music scene. But again, there's only two DIY technically places that are right. open for that. And we want to open up third, fourth, fifth, whenever right. by that time that we get here. So that's, that's going to be cool. opening up. But we're doing our own entertainment group, I would call it. But with that year tour, we're going to try to get out there and make all of the connects possible so that when people come, they know we're from Central Florida. If you need assistance here or if you need assistance in general, just come talk to us because we know about, you know, everywhere here. We have these connects. We're, oh, my goodness. We're here to help out and stuff like that. (laughs) So, like, when Gilt did our three-month tour last year, every, like, most DIY bands that are, like, in DIY tour postings talking about their tour, it's like, wow i just did two whole weeks and like that's like a big tour for most people because you know they're not quitting their job or they don't Mm -hmm. you know unless like you either save up all of your money and don't have any sort of life and then spend it all on touring which is what i do Mm -hmm. or if you have rich parents which i don't 
that's how bands do those extended tours, yeah. you know. But like people told us that wasn't the way to get to be a bigger band because the way to do it is to centralize and you wait around basically and you call your local following until you can open for a big national and then I don't know playing that show is so, like at the house of blues where you open up is supposed to like change your life or something yeah but like going on tour for us the more dates you have on the trip the closer they can be which means the more money you're gonna make yeah the as more long as you can get making. re-ups on merch mm-hmm. like the longer the tour the better and so i've never yeah. understood this mentality where people are like just wait in line behind every other band in florida for a for your friends booking like when joyce manor comes to town and then fist fight the other bands and then if you win the dog pile you get to open the joyce (laughs) manor and you might sell 15 shirts and it's just Mm -hmm. like cool i ate six months to sell 15 shirts see i would rather have a bunch of loving fans and a bunch of new friends in completely different states and my fan base building in so many different states instead of possibly risking it for staying in one state and then risking that this entire especially that state is florida the state Mm. of florida of all (laughs) things honestly and living where we are right now, there's so many city limits and everything like that. They don't want musicians there. They don't want us staying there. Why That's should true. we continue building a place where literally the government doesn't want us to be there? Mm-hmm. So it's, I'd rather not jump through loopholes and completely spend years and years, su- I wouldn't say suffering, but really struggling to make any kind of stuff happen. So I'd rather really, really lose yeah. it all, whatever, mm-hmm. or completely gain it back from all of this but i mean like in my experience going on tour and if you're somebody like yourself who's very mindful of talking to people and being supportive of the scene as a whole you're gonna meet these like key players who maybe can't book you at the house of blues or whatever they're just like a diy promoter Mm -hmm. but they will be so supportive and everybody in the scene because the music scene as a whole is relatively small yeah you know it's like if Derek from Salt Lake City, who is just one of my favorite people, gets to like your band, anytime I post in DIY tour postings, Derek will be like, like big ups to this band. And then more yeah. people will help me. And that's it like it snowballs and it gets to be really easy. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. And I think a lot of the bands that are like, you have to do the like grind it out pay to play shows are bands who are so money minded they forget to have personalities. And then yeah. so they were never gonna make those contacts because they're not mm-hmm. friendly. Yeah. But like you're about that. Yeah, we actually um, tried to go on a full month tour in October, but it just didn't work out because of some financial issues with a previous member and previous yeah. lineup entirely. But we made it about like a week and a half, and we were out in Virginia by the time that we realized we needed to head back. But e- even in that one week and a half, we only played two or three places that really paid us. You know, it, sure. mm-hmm. it wasn't even high pay. It was like you know between 20 to 50 dollars for one yeah. night and the highest one was like a hundred dollars for one of the nights but it still got us gas money that it, that we used to get us there exactly. so i was just thankful that we got something back in return but the other dates were some of the best days ever just because of the places that we stay i'm like i would i would have never ever even imagined something like this let alone been able to go to it had i not decided to go ahead and book with DIY promoters or book locally anything I think that's definitely like the story of being like not rich and from Florida is like literally (laughs) none of us could have ever left the state and gone like the 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 thing that people did in like the 1950s where it's like oh after high school I'm gonna take a summer and just like travel like you know get in my car and go with my friends it was like 
yeah, it was when gas was like 12 cents to the gallon. Yeah. Like literally it's impossible to go anywhere yeah. unless you're getting paid even to cut like gas mm-hmm. money every yeah. night to do it. We only uh, estimate that we're going to get like 30 or 40 bucks. Like yeah. that's, that's the number if that, that I honestly, usually like, Cause assume. sometimes people, some venues require that you pay out right. everything because they have bartenders that need to pay. Yeah. They I have don't, sound I guys. don't work with that. Yeah. yeah like, I don't, we, I don't no. either. Yeah. Like, yeah. but there are definitely venues like that where you go in, you're getting tricked into going to this thinking that you're going to be receiving even a portion of the door. And then it turns into, no, nah, no, yeah. you're not getting anything. Mm-hmm. And those places really do suck, but I mean, they're there. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, you learn and then yeah. the, the best people will tell you about those places. Oh, and yeah. that's how you find yeah. out who your friends are, because not mm-hmm. only are they, helping you when it benefits them, but they're keeping an eye on you and making sure that your yeah. band can continue. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of your band, are you going to play a song? Uh, sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, what song are you going to play? Oh, uh, I was thinking about this on the way over here, but I, I still can't decide. That's okay. Yeah. I, will, I will cut the audio and then okay. we'll just figure it out. Okay. All right. We're just going to roll the dice. We're going to like, we can tape the song names okay. to the dice. I've got a D20, I don't, we so don't we can put a bunch of songs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to cut the audio. Hi, I'm Evie. I'm with Dutch Martins. I'm going to be performing Sugar Cane Paper. When you wake up dead, do you feel regret? Do you think about the thoughts that your head you wake up dead when you wake up dead do you crawl back to your fucking bed when you wake up dead do you even think at all
All right. Um, that was a really good song. Um, Thanks. But we're not plugging this. It, it's not recorded. Is that what's up? Or it's recorded, but we're not promoing a record. Um, it's I. I mean, we could do both because the song is going to be recorded and then it's going to be released. But it's going to be released. Uh, Are you uh, recording a DIY? Or? Yes, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of. We're not recording it ourselves because I have absolutely no idea where to start. But Aren't you we, going to school for? I said I'm in the first semester. I have no idea where to start. <laughs> this DAW class isn't helping me with anything. Anyway, I'm going to someone who just graduated um, nice. a few years ago, and um, at Luke Luterio, if anyone knows him, Dumb. he's he's Orlando-based. So. He, he just comes to shows and then he dances wildly in front of a camera for like local bands, and then he just leaves. That's cool. I mean, yeah. like I trust somebody who's got like a bunch of energy. He's he's such a wonder recording. wonderful wonderful person. He's been around with like Rugrat for a good bit, but he's just recording us in his garage. Oh, cool. So we recorded yes. Acid Roots with him, but okay. we were amateurs at that point, so we didn't know what we were doing. So now that we're coming back and we do know what we're doing, he also has a friend to help him mix it so that it's nice. Top. Yeah, that's always like what we do. Like we'll record in here. Like everything Guilt's ever done, we've recorded in here, and then I just ship it off for Mixmaster because mm-hmm. I invested in nice microphones. I did not yeah. invest in a nice doll, and I did yeah. not. Yeah, like True. the the amount of. That's really like smart. Money you can sink into just like software plugins for like sub bussing like guitar left yeah, with a little yeah. bit of reverb on mm. it is just absolutely ludicrous. It's yeah. like a guitar price for just like this little audio patch. Yeah, whenever I'm in school and I keep mentioning how I don't want to be a producer, everyone's like, Oh, you wanna be the musician or you you know, you wanna do this just for fun. I'm like, I don't. I I don't wanna record at all this right. whole entire process. Like I get just sitting behind and then setting it up and then just recording. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's that's as far as I'd go is a little live recording. Well, that's but. that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the trajectory, right? And I think it's it's most notable notable with uh, like rap artists, but like I've definitely seen it with especially like a lot of the like emo bands that like I grew up listening to. You put out two or three records and like your band's lifespan is done, but you're just middle aged at this point and all you have are these industry connections and knowledge about music and you become yeah. a producer. And that's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. Or some kind of form of mm-hmm. yeah. Or you do some sort of like yeah. artist management thing, which mm-hmm. is what we're actually gonna be talking yeah. about. Or you right? become Gerard Way, but we don't have to talk about Well, okay, that. so Gerard Way is a special case because yeah. Gerard Way started off doing comics. Yeah, then he's yeah. Yeah. Like I'm only on the third episode. Okay. No, okay. But if you want to, like, I, when I was really good. going to yeah, my uh, comics master's degree program, I yes. had to give a little dissertation and I did it on Gerard Way. And, like, you can look up Breakfast Monkey and it's just delightful. Yeah. I'll remember that. Yeah. yeah. It only didn't get picked up by Cartoon Network because it was, quote, too similar to an existing property, which was Aquatine Hunger Force, which had nothing to do with Breakfast Monkey. Like, it was totally different anyhow so what are you going to be doing with your life um well we were just mentioning this earlier but i'm working on the ffeg which is felter friends entertainment group and we're entertainment group does sound official it does right and we're gonna try to make it really really nice and professional but um right now we're just starting off on just getting our website going we really our main entire focus is just making sure that we're helping out the DIY scene as much as possible. And the DIY scene isn't just music, but it's also art. And honestly, anything that you bring in, any creations that you make, anything that you just bring to yeah, yeah, the yeah. earth and everything like that, we want to assist you in some kind of way to make sure that other people are also seeing this. 
And with everything that we do, we want to make sure it's really eccentric and it's bright, you know, yeah. bright. We want to have a, a memorable experience with everything mm -hmm. that we do. We, um, when, uh, so like Gil organizes Snipfest and when we were running our Miami date of Snipfest, like we had like artists and like vendors and stuff. And one of like the vendors, uh, vendors, uh, uh, people who had a table was, um, this person. That's a vendor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whose like moniker was porn nails and they just did nails and it was like $5 a pop. And they had this like glorious collection of like like polishes but on top of that like i've never gotten my nails done by somebody like professionally yeah but like the conversation you have while someone's doing your yeah. nails and i was just like that like made my experience at that show even though palomino blonde was playing really which was cool. like the best band yeah. in Florida. and i was just like <laughs> <While you're kidding>. <laughs> but like I, I love that i love when things include art and other i don't I don't even know what you call getting your nails done at a show, but like exactly. stuff like exactly. that where it's just like it's that's what I think shows are lacking now is like this uh, human ambiguity to it where there's yeah. like there's everything's so formatted. You know, it's going to be like band with guitars, followed by mm -hmm. band with guitars, yeah. followed by band with followed guitars. Followed by the breaks in between. Then you can go outside, smoke your cigarette, come right. back inside and then just. Yeah. That's you it. Know, You're like staring. The Wednesday at the bar yeah. is karaoke night. And I think people get bored by the idea and people will be intimidated originally by an original concept like what is this event well it's hard to describe but if somebody goes to it and says oh my god it was really cool you generate this buzz and then all of a sudden people yeah. want to go to it because you don't know what to call it i think that's what like edm festivals have been getting right for a long time is mm -hmm. they are just embracing this like wild like costuming you know is like, yeah, like a huge part yeah. of that whereas it's not part it's exactly the opposite of that in guitar rock where it's like don't try to look too extravagant make sure you wear all black and yeah, look tough and then, or everybody's yeah, gonna think rough, you're weird rough it up a little bit come on no kick your converses around here yeah you, you know? have to be wearing converse or vans yeah. or um adidas that's what we're really trying to change and as well like uh we were talking about management earlier but honestly everything that we're doing for free and it's just communications with the bands and being able to form just small communications so that everyone could be better and then mm -hmm. just sharing what we know with them and that's pretty right. much is it's just like a group of people that other people can turn to for assistance when they need to get going so like this is obviously gonna be like a cold statement i suppose but uh at, at a certain point it does want to become a business or you do want to be able to do this sustainably mm -hmm. and i kind of want to pick your brain about how that's going to work like a lot of times i've gotten in trouble online for talking about money with shows and like my, we don't do guarantees every now and then yeah, yeah. it happens um, you, yeah but like some of my favorite bands i was just thinking about this earlier today one of my favorite bands ever was a miniature philosopher and they went on a bunch of like these like wild tours and i was really envious and i was very proud of them and then eventually they just ran out of money and it was just like that's it band over and it was just like bands have to talk about money yeah and the entertainment industry has to talk about money otherwise the only people who are ever talking about money are the people at the very top who are making mm -hmm. all of it yeah. and you want to do stuff for free you want to help people out you want to give them the yeah. leg up but like when you talked about wanting to open another venue in st augustine i was just like well we have two venues that pretty much the same crop of bands are playing all the time so it's like how's the venue going to be sustained without the building of a scene how do you build a scene without some of the financial competition that like introducing money brings but you also don't want to take the heart and soul out of it like yeah, do you have definitely. plans for like starting off like sort of free and then moving up to because like paid 
Yeah, definitely. Because right now we're starting off. I'm putting in no money right now, and the bands aren't able to put in any money right sure, now. Sure, yeah. Any money that is being put in is going back to them so that they can mm-hmm. make that right now. When it comes to the venue and everything like that, that's a matter of um, getting your sponsors in order, in which I do. I already have my investors in order, and I already know who's well, going to be. I was asking Ward about that. See, yeah. I should have been asking you. Yeah. yeah Man, I, I already have people it. lined up. Cause, and I already have my bank loans set up mm-hmm. and everything thing like that they're just waiting on a call for me to pretty much say i need this taken out and, and i'm i'm waiting that's why i'm letting things build up for right. free because there are also so many bands like like we mentioned before that are almost afraid to come out or they're just starting up now and there's so 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 many bands starting up right now that i already see that saint augustine scene hasn't been the same as it was last year oh for there sure there's so many new bands coming corduroy in. is demolishing everybody oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> yeah. single yeah yeah like yeah they started when i was on tour and somebody like messaged yep. me and they're like you need to hear about this band they are so sad and everybody loves them and i was and they brought the flagler kids they out. they are the which only flagler band well there have been Flagler bands since right I've been now. active, but like right Flagler bands don't Flagler. always pull. Like yeah. Cute Phil's was like my introduction to bands with members from Flagler, but, but they, they weren't. A they pulled band. certain kids, but yeah, yeah, like these these kids are finding that bridge between like the alternative scene, punky kid crowd, and like quote normies, like Justin was saying last time. Yeah, like they're. I mean, they're they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's within the last like six months. True. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's cool that you're keeping like your finger on that pulse, like that you're like absolutely keeping an eye on yeah. that. Yeah, my my first career choice was to become an anesthesiologist, and then when I realized it would cost over fifty thousand dollars to fix my tremors that uh, came with um, having meningitis when I was younger, I realized I'm just gonna enjoy my life and not mm-hmm. be forced into doing that kind of stuff. So music was my first option. And honestly, being a musician isn't my career choice. It's not something that I see myself doing in like 20 years, like being a a person who is on the big stage and everything like that. I want to be behind those closed doors and I still want to open up my doors for those people to come into. Yeah. So from day one, when I decided to do music stuff, it was, I want to open up my own venue. I want to open up my own venue. So the only way that I'm able to open up my own venue is to have people know me, people right. from other states. And that's how I'm building connects. And like the only way I can do that and the only reason to, or way to do that is for free right now. Right. And then eventually the people that are going to be coming in, there's always going to be just like any any popular venues do. You know, like we take just this portion of the door, the rest goes to you. And that's a small ways coming into that. But like I said, I already have the investors going. So at any point I could open this up, but I'm just, I'm giving it the right moment because right now isn't the right moment, but I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. Do oh. you know, um, have you heard of Christina Wagner outside of me, like mentioning Rain Dogs like 10 seconds ago? Um, I've heard the last name and I've seen it around Facebook, but I, so I've like, never been in contact with this Christina, person. Christina, I think temporarily co-owned Shantytown, but like now Thanks. owns Rain Dogs outright. So like Christina right. Wagner, okay. like is this like musician, artist, venue owner entrepreneur Mm -hmm. like um i'm pretty sure that she was featured in the uh the sing out loud like panel on the state of the florida scene Mm -hmm. um i think that's like a very similar career path yeah that's the goal yeah i don't i don't know how much for her playing music is integral or how much of it is like a passion thing and like a stepping stone towards building those connections but i think that's that's like somebody who is like a local legend 
who like yeah. was able to follow that. And I think a lot of times talking about business can be like dirty to artists. Yeah. But that's it sounds like what you're doing is like the most well thought out, like ethical version of trying, trying to turn to this it, into yeah. a business, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. without being the the trope of a starving artist with yeah. a guitar, you know. Or like completely strip them of everything that they don't already have. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, they're starting off with nothing. I'm starting off with nothing. I wanna help out so that if they get a little bit more attention, then I can get a little bit more attention. And it just kind of rocks back and forth, like you said, right, right. snowball effects, and then eventually we're all building together. Because right now the Pump Coast scene is really, really small, but Pump Coast doesn't see it that way. Pump Coast sees it as, oh my goodness, we have so many musicians here, but we have nowhere to take them, so let's take them elsewhere. And um, St. Augustine right now is seen as a local place for us. Like, that's our local right, bar venue. Right. Like, we need to get out of here, so... We open up, you know, another one in that area. It doesn't even have to be St. Augustine, but something like that kind of town, which is already open to having DIY scene, already having alternative options and everything like that. I think that will very, very much succeed, especially amongst the locals that are already very popular there because that's a new place for them to play. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, let's let's go there. And especially with all the new people that are going to be coming into this new place, that's going to bring a lot of traction, not only on that venue that I'm working with, but also on the other venues. Because I, I'm more than welcome to advertise that because I want to work together because we're, we're pretty close with the people that run Serbez. We're also very close with the people at Nobbies. And whereas they yeah, may not work or communicate together because of whatever. No, Dave you know. and Ryan talk all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, and they book shows. Yeah. yeah and they'll like tell each other like, yeah. hey, I've got a big show this yeah, night. Yeah. Like, like, don't do this you know, one. Watch yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just another one of those. Like, it's just supporting each other. The right. more the merrier. So this is uh this might enter like a negative discussion zone. So like I feel like you worry about that a lot. I don't. <laughs> want... You have to acknowledge it at first that you right. come yeah. into it. I don't with want good anybody like, to out. have mm-hmm. to feel like they need to like smack talk anybody or, in particular, yeah, but like or defend um, themselves too for any reason. So in my experience, I've seen a lot of people who do like house shows, like um like Teen Divorce was was known for having this house venue in Jacksonville, the Bug House. And I think I know um, that that is a career move. And I think for them wanting to be a successful band and doing the venue secondarily, sort of like the inverse of what Mm -hmm. you're describing, the venue is a stepping stone because you can't play every show opportunity. But if you can book that show or if you can even house a band, that's a connection you can keep up. But I also think I've seen people who aren't as active with their band who do house shows and stuff almost just getting used as like a free space and bands will come to you so like whatever like tail between legs and like blushing cheeks like oh can we please use this like you guys are so cool mm-hmm. and then the minute they're done you never hear from them yeah again. you never hear from them you never talk to them after that right. night after they load in and leave and i think yeah. being a stationary vehicle like a venue or a promoter mm-hmm. it sets up a situation where people who don't want really like want to participate with you they just want to use you for your whatever thing you're providing. It, it makes it very blatant. Whereas being an active musician, people see you so frequently. They really have to either tell you that they don't care about you or continue to yeah. like communicate a lot. Yeah. Like, do you have any like things ward? I guess is what this is leading to where like <laughs> you felt like somebody just used you as a promotional tool. And then you were like, cool, I guess we we never talk. Like you needed something from them or like, right. you know, you heard something where they were like smack talking or something. Yeah. I mean, again, like you don't have to name right. drop it hasn't anybody, happened a but lot, if you want um, to, to be honest, but 
It does happen at times. And it's, is there a way you think you could like, like advice for Evie, like working around it outside of just being an active artist? I mean, to some degree you're going, it's going to happen no matter what, while you're out there doing it. Um, I would say the biggest thing is you can, you get as you do it and you've already been doing, you know, a lot of it, you know, just interacting and connecting. You can kind of read people. Yeah. Um, you can kind of get an idea. I mean, most of my interactions at first, if I don't know someone already, is email. So you kind of read what I'm, the email. Goes. Yeah, mine's Facebook Messenger. Right. You throw back and I, I can't. Anyways. I'm a generation <laughs> after you. And no, that's the, fine. the generation just... after me is just doing Twitter, Snapchat. Or Instagram. Or Instagram. Instagram, yeah. yes. Instagram is the universal connector right now between, yeah. I think, all like Next eras of internet. Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, Twitch. follow follow me on my League of Legends Twitch stream. Oh That's God. where I book all of my shows. I'm not kidding. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Bands are using it. Like there are bands right now that are like working on EPs and they record everything live on Twitch. Yeah, Twitch is wow. Yeah. And it's even and people who not just charging. do live practices yep. or anything like that. They'll just live stream mm-hmm. it real quick. And then their fans get to be part of it, and they're part of that yeah. story, and it's this community. We live stream all of our, almost all of our practices whenever we do it just for Here's why I, I, I've i never done that. I think a lot of times when I look up a band, like, um, you know, like to book them for or whatever, mm-hmm. or to try to, like, book a show with them, I'll look at their past shows, and I'll look at attendance. So in the mm-hmm. same vein, if I see a band that, like, is putting these videos out, and it's, like, two people watching, mm-hmm. my assumption is not that popular. Mm-hmm. When... You know, me being a person who also operates on the internet, like I know the people who go to your shows aren't the same people who are watching your videos, but I feel like it just sets yeah. a precedent where it's like low numbers. Mm-hmm. And because the internet is all like a numbers game, I'm always nervous about that. But is that been just, successful for you? It just depends you? on which which um, social media platform you do it on as right. well. Right. Because mm-hmm. some people really don't care who do it. And then also I, it brings a lot of communication too because even when you do have if it is just two people that are watching it and it is two people that are going on the live stream that probably is somewhat of your turnout and that yeah. that pretty much does says it right. for it and like whereas that may slow you down in the long run just showing that kind of communication between those people that do watch and everything like that is really important to build because they might be the ones that are helping you out in, in the future so mm-hmm. if you get a twit, I understand where you're coming from yeah. from like the um the booking side of things. Mm-hmm. Do you know um, Matt Plus? I think so. So like for fair. me operating in mm-hmm. folk punk, like Matt yeah. Plus is like this like God tier, like very popular DIY artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, this thing happened the other day. And God, if I didn't try to tell my band about getting into this first, but so Matt Plus was sharing a post that a porn star shared their most recent music video and i don't think it was like a paid thing i think it was probably like porn stars have social media too like they're just an individual entertainer trying Mm. to and you know she just said i like this song right and he was just like this is amazing and that activated this whole other like community and the fact that matt was cool with sharing that i think activated like a certain part of their community that was like sex positivity community or like pro-sex worker or whatever Mm. and i've told my band members before like why would I want to buy like radio advertisement when like why not pay an Instagram like influencer to like wear our band shirt? Mm-hmm. You know, like why not do weird stuff? Why not like cross over with like adult entertainment people to like I don't know have a button of ours? You know, like whatever on their hat or something. Like I think that sort of crossover is really cool. Like yeah. and and stuff like Twitch, like mm-hmm. soundtracking for like somebody who's popular on twitch like that's the move yeah 
I'm a believer at the end of the day, if you can get it out there, you just get it out there. Yeah. You know, that's how yeah. what I, I think am. traditional avenues are overrun with business elements right now. So mm-hmm. you have to be thinking like, you know, you're hopefully in your like late teens, early twenties, or like me, nine million years old, and you're like, What do I like? What what do I go look at? And I could stick advertisements there. Mm-hmm. And that's how advertisement companies do it. I mean, so why not just DIY it and then reach out to people on a human-to-human level and just be like, hey, I see that you, I don't know, like make little like ceramic hamburgers. Could you just write my band name on one of them? Or could you be like playing one of our songs in the background while you do it? And I'll give you 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, my God, 20 bucks? (laughs) That's like I can buy so much ceramic hamburger material. And that's that. what we're trying to do with everything that we're doing now is just including everyone or having a, a, the connections between the two so that you could also pass it along to everyone else and then just keep passing along something of the previous creator, I guess. Yeah, no, that that's, makes sense. that's yeah. the move for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the uh, your media company again? It's Felter Friends Entertainment Group <laughs> Media Company. <laughs> well, I mean, entertainment group, that's such it's yeah. you're not trying to be just a promotion thing. Yeah, we, or, or arts and music. We're mm-hmm. not... Yeah, we're not trying to really make money out of this right now. Like, we're, that's not our goal right now. We just. But you're you're trying to set up a community. Which yeah, is a community. Yeah. Definitely something that like exists. Like you you said you thought Palm Coast had like a small scene. To me, a scene is people. Like it's not really like a place. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, you have a big scene because you have like twenty people who like ride out to shows. And St. Augustine also has a small scene. Daytona has a small scene. Orlando has a fractured series of small scenes. Like, I think having a cohesive entertainment group that is something broad mm-hmm. that still serves yeah. everybody, that's that's needed. Because between absolute DIY, I'm sending emails myself, and for your friends booking, I'm opening for – I can't think of a band that's still active. I was going to say Balanced Composure. They're broken up. Anyhow, a big band. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground. And, like, there's a spot for that. There's a spot for that business model right now. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're trying to stick to. <laughs> no, yeah. that's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I think that's our time. Thanks for, like, talking to us. Yeah. I learned a lot. Me. I'm going to steal all of your band's ideas. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>